Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today is Friday. Yeah. The best day of the week um, that you do still have to work in. That is. We should specify. Friday, March the 22nd. Fridays within the Librocube, as you are no doubt aware, are fra internet days in which I weed through the vast quantities of material on the interwebs and bring back the shiny, shiny pearls of comedy and edumacation. Yay, those two things. Today's sponsor is Al Gore Brand Internet and Tits. Once again, today's sponsor is Al Gore Brand Internet and Tits. Let's jump right in because, my God, this week, eh? It's been quite an adventure, has it not? If you've been listening along, you know that I have packed more into this week than I ever have before. Uh, next week, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it won't be an every week thing that it is this goddamn jam-packed. It is just not possible. Impossible. One thing that I usually always say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is that perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Um, a thing that I have never said before, but uh, maybe we'll try to get in every once in a while, is the fact that now there's an app for that. What? An app um, for this podcast is what I mean. Uh, if you have a Android device, phone, what have you, you now have access for free, no less, the Lackadaisical Liberal Cubiculous Podcast app. Uh, just go into your Google Play Store, uh, Google Lackadaisical or Google uh, Liberal Cubiculous, or just Google uh, Liberal Cube to make it uh, Google search, whatever. It is the Google Store. I guess you still Google things in the Google Store? Even when you're searching? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Sure, sure. Internets. Mm -hmm. And it is yours for free. Also, uh, it sounds like Podbean has worked out a way, some sort of way that... Um, I don't know if you'd qualify it as an app, per se, for, an or for, uh, for your iPhone or iPad. However, it sounds more just like they have now a uh, mobile version of their site that you can add to your home screen and it'll be sort of constantly updated. Uh, which that is nice too. We'll call it an app. Just that way we could say we have apps for both devices. Yeah? Cool. So please um, download those babies and uh, let me know what you think. Please and thanks. Uh, I figured I'd wait until a Fra Internet Day episode to announce that because it's kind of Fra Internet Day E. Is it not? It is. Question answered and asked immediately. Alright, what do we have this week? A uh, pretty goddamn jam-packed, of course. Let's start with item the first, drunk history. Number three. Number three. Number three. Number three. 
Uh, if you have not been following along with the Drunk History web series, we'll call it, uh, on Funny or Die, I pity you. Not because you're a fool, but because you're missing out on some quality, hilarity, entertainment tea. It's been a while since there's been one of these. I think it is a girl by the name of Jen Kirkman who does the narration every time. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Uh, what she does is uh, she will drink a bottle of wine, although from how drunk she gets, I'm assuming it's more than a bottle, because if I drank a bottle of wine, I would not be anywhere near that drunk. Although I am, uh, you know, 6'1", 230 pounds, so <laughs> maybe that's the difference. And have been drinking for a very, very long time. I don't mean like today, I mean just sort of in general. I just started drinking today. <sighs> so she'll uh, drink a bottle of wine and then sort of just tell, narrate, a story from history. Uh, I think it's usually been American history, has it not? Uh, I can't really remember the first two. Again, it was a while back. This time she had the hiccups. Oh, I hate the drinking hiccups. Those are the worst. Ugh. <laughs> so she'll be narrating... Um, and then every time she says something along the lines of, I don't know, we'll just go. Uh, and then George Washington said, and then she said something, a, uh, a live action recreation will be happening at the same time. And it will be her voice coming out of whoever is playing, well, George Washington, for example. So whenever she hiccuped, the actors who were mouthing the words she was saying would also hiccup, which just added an extra layer of comedy that I very much enjoy. This uh, one was the story of Oni Judge. Oni Judge. She was uh, George Washington's uh, here you go, uh, escaped slave. Ooh. So a very uh, serious trying times uh, historical event. Although done and retold by someone very drunk. <laughs> now, is that horrible? I, I bet you there are people who out there would say, this is a sham, and they probably say that about a lot of things. Things are shams to them. However, I bet there are more people out there, young people in particular, who would not know the story of Oni Judge whatsoever if it weren't for this. So, is there, there's got to be some sort of trade-off there. The sham people versus the people who learned a story, albeit told comically, that they would not have known otherwise. Ha! Huh. That's a little food for thought there. Uh, Washington was played by Danny McBride, who, uh, if you know, I think not last TV Tuesday, but the one before, uh, I brought back Eastbound and Down Season 3, so that was good. Good and funny. Good and funny coincidence. Uh, Jason Ritter played a messenger. I like him. I think he's uh, got some good comedy chops. Let's move on to a big think, or one, two, three big things more accurately, because we love in the Liberal Cube some big things. Do we not? We do. Question of the All right, so I have two of three big things, starring Mr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mr. Neil deGrasse Tyson, who uh, I have not seen do a big think for a while, which is why I wanted to uh, 
bring back these two in particular. However, before I hop into them, I am Dogtie Boss, so I need to stop and get a coffee. Yes, siree, Bobby. However, through the magic of editing, uh, you don't know what I'm actually stopping to do. Perhaps uh, I'm going to stop at this um, Jenga competition that is, for some reason, inexplicably at the side of the road, and uh, I'm going to just clean up after I knock things down. All right, back in a mo. Editing. 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 On the road again. On the road again. Okay, so they did not have a uh, honey cooler donut. Got a coffee and a donut, but not the donut I wanted. Probably gonna have to kill myself. Neil deGrasse Tyson spoke once about how we live in a cosmic shooting gallery. Uh, what he means by that is that there is shit flying around out there uh, constantly, and the fact that that meteor meteorite uh, hit in Russia what was that like a month ago, a couple weeks ago? He pointed out that astrophysicists like himself have been sort of predicting for years that events like this could happen to the point where they were almost surprised that they had not happened. He hopes that this event will uh, sort of spur the move towards, I guess, developing ways in which we can A, predict asteroids uh, much more quickly, ready, readily, accurately than we can in the present, and also even go so far as develop ways in which to um, either destroy them or set them on a different course or things like that. And that's kind of funny, too, because I have been he hearing things uh, about the subject as far as missiles with drills on them that drill into uh, asteroids and then explode them from the inside, which, as you know, is from that classic 90s movie... Oh, shit. Bruce Willis, Armageddon? There was two at the same time that were, like, the exact same. One of them was Armageddon, what was the other one? I can't remember. It's not Movie Monday, so I can't be expected to remember every meteor movie. Uh, number two, uh, another really cool fact he pointed out in this little talk was that the, the asteroid that hit the Earth that wiped out the dinosaurs was, like, the size of Mount Everest. Uh, so that's pretty big. And uh, it hit in Mexico. You know when you look at, like, the Gulf of Mexico, and it's almost, um, like, if you start at the tip of Florida and go, go around to Mexico, it's almost not perfectly circular, but pretty circular. And that's where they predict this... Um, earth-shattering meteor hit. So that's a, kind of another little cool tidbit there. Alright, his second talk was, has the future arrived? Ooh. Yes and no. And he used as his um, yardstick, I guess you could say, the movie uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Why did he use that movie? Uh, I don't know. I guess because it was 
filmed in what the late 70s predicting what it was going to be like in 2001 and we're now in 2013 yeah that doesn't really make sense does it so let me see if i can remember some of his his points there's a moon base in 2001 space odyssey we do not yet have a moon base in 2001 space odyssey we had not um reached as far as jupiter either mechanically or with humans. However, we have. We have done multiple missions to Jupiter. So, we're ahead. Uh, I think the, the biggest example was the fact that uh, in 2001 Space Odyssey, they predicted that with a computer the size of uh, a cabinet, say, that, that was sort of your average computer size, so to, in order to get a very, very smart computer, uh, you would need a room-sized computer in the case of uh, HAL 9000. Huh. So we have much, much, much surpassed that because of Moore's Law and the fact that just in a constant state of having technology both progress and far, as far as power and progress as far as miniaturization. 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 Minier... That is a difficult word, apparently. Uh, and one that, apparently, I have not said in everyday conversation. Miniaturization. Yeah, that was one of the cool takeaways there that I, I hope you uh, go out on your own. Just uh, Google Wikipedia Moore's Law. Um, because that's something that's, that, to me, is, is very fascinating for, A, what it is, and B, how accurate it has been so far. So, just a little homework for you, how about Alright, uh, last but not least, we'll get one more in... Yeah, one more in before I get to work. Maybe two. Uh, last one was with our good buddy, Mr. Pendulette. I haven't brought back a Penn's Sunday School in quite a while, so I figured, hey, he's on Big Think, why not chuck one of those in your ear holes instead? Uh, he talked about, or I guess the title of his talk was, Why Celebrity Apprentice Sucks Your Willpower. Interesting. Uh, he is, he was on the only Celebrity Apprentice I ever watched, because it was him, uh, Adam Carolla was there, um, Paul Sr., people who I would like seeing in different situations. This year, he's pretty much the only one who I kind of care about. I guess Gary Busey, too. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to watch this year, so... Because it's like celebrity all-star apprentice all-star thingamajig. Uh, so what he points out, and for some reason I think I'd heard this this theory thought as well, that... When you are on camera, your uh, your personality changes. Now, that, that makes sense. You're going to be sort of on your best behavior, right? If you know you are being recorded and uh, many people are going to watch it. However, that fact uh, only lasts for so long. There's almost a, almost a sort of formula, like a, a quantitative formula, that can judge how long this this, this will last while you're on camera. So when you hit that mark, your, your, not your body, but your emotional state, your ego, uh, will no longer let you think 
um, before you act for every single action you take because it is not something your brain can sort of keep up for extended periods of time. So that's pretty pretty fascinating. So eventually you'll uh, reach the point where your willpower has been almost used up, dried up, uh, trying to act in a way that looks good on camera and not embarrass yourself. So, for example, in Penn Jillette's case, uh, he said he's normally uh, pretty conscious of what he eats. However, a couple hours, uh, after a couple hours of being recorded, it's just like he could not control himself and would eat junk food the entire time he was on Celebrity Apprentice, basically. So, uh, cool thought. Cool brain-related thought. Folks, with that thought, I am at work. I've uh, got lots of cool stuff for this afternoon, too. Uh, the only one I want to tease is, uh, let's go, uh, Live Prude Girls. Live Prude Girls. Yeah. Uh, it is a new edition, so why not teaser, too? Uh, and with that, I will also say, love you, Jerry's. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back! We are back! We are back! We are back! Back! We are back! Back in action! Hello again! Eight hours of work completed on a Friday. Oh, it's good to be, uh, get the old noggin into weekend mode. And with that in mind, I think I'm gonna need to do something that I have not done for a while. Uh, however, with this jam-packed, this jam-packed work week, this jam-packed podcast week, I think it's about goddamn time it, it came out of retirement for one last go. And that, of course, is the Friday Drive Home Primal Screen slash Maniacal Release of Laughter. Yes. So, step one. You're going to want to go over to your gramophone, turn the sound down a little bit, because this is going to get loud. Uh, yes, I assume you are listening on a gramophone. Here we go. <laughs> that is how it is done. It does get the juices flowing, which is just what we need some flowing juices before we discuss a little live prude girls. I teased them before the break because A, they are uh, a new addition to the Libro Cube, and I predict that I will bring them back again because they were god damn hilarious. Uh, that is reason number one in stuffs. Uh, reason number A and or reason number B through other things. Not really keeping track of reasons, apparently. Um, I just sent them a little uh, thing on their YouTube channel. Um, I don't even remember what I said. Something like, uh, you guys are funny. <laughs> it was maybe a little more articulate than that. And uh, they actually responded with a, with a thank you. So, uh, it was thank yous exchanged by all. And, uh, to take the time to do that is greatly appreciated by me to them. Appreciation flowing. Uh, so, there you go. 
Now, let's get down to the nitty-gritty about what the live brood girls are all about. Well, I don't know if they're all about it, so much as the one, two, three videos I watched were about. Um, it? Huh? What? Lost? Oh, uh, you know what? I, because they were so kind, too, I did something I very infrequently do, which is wrote down their names. Uh, as you know, I suffer from the name curse given to me by a gypsy when I uh, ran over her husband while getting a blowjob in my car. Uh, yes. So uh, I have to write names down if I want to remember them. The names are of the two live prude girls. Two live prude. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, are, I, know, I might not get these right. Or this first one, anyways. And I apologize for that. Um, the name curse will blame. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Milana uh, Vaintrup. Vaintrup. How about I spell it for you? V-A-Y-N-T-R-U-B. She puts the trub in trouble. That one. Uh, and Stevie Nelson. <laughs> That's an easy one. So there you go. Stevie Nelson is the blonde lied prude girl, and uh, Milana is the brunette live prude girl. And you know how I feel about brunettes? Uh, baby. I uh, married one, for example. Now, uh, I have not had a chance to dig too deep into their back catalog. Uh, I just went three deep, I guess you would say. Three deep. So they might, and I think do, do other videos than the style, flavor series that I watched. Um, it is a little something called Let's Talk About Something More Interesting. Uh, probably did not do their theme song justice. However, it's goddamn catchy, and I couldn't, uh, couldn't get it out of my brain matter for that matter. Hmm. Uh, what they will do is sit on a couch and talk with a person. <sighs> Uh, sort of that podcasty vibe of people sitting and talking about things. However, this uh, does not have the podcast length uh, nor girth. Right? Girth meaning higher on the comedies and lower on the getting to know the peopleies. Yes, which is nice. I enjoyed, and the comedies is oozing from these two girls. It's. Uh, I've, I've talked about this in quite a few podcasts, the, the sort of idea of how if you expose yourself, well, I don't mean in that way, you pervert, uh, if you expose yourself to a lot of comedy of all shapes and sizes, as I do, you sort of uh, develop a feeling of uh, when you see people sitting down and talking, you can tell within minutes if they are funny or not. It's like a, like a seventh sense, I guess you could call it. And these, uh, these two girls definitely have it in spades, just oozing out of them. Uh, something, uh, I think, either consciously or maybe subconsciously, I use to kind of gauge this comedy ooziness is the awkward pause. I love me a awkward pause, and uh, these two girls seem to have mastered it very, very well. I think the, the my all-time master is Jimmy Pardo, but these two girls are... Uh, do, do a very good job of it. So let's talk about something more interesting. Uh, let's talk about who they sat down with. Where? How about that?
first one I watched was with a man by the name of Bernie Burns. Bernie Burns. Bernie Burns. It's a fun name to say. I just found out there. He uh, was the was the is the he is the creator of Red versus Blue. Red versus Blue is some uh, is a example, probably I think one of the first examples of machinima. Uh, I think I've brought back some Machinima here before, which is basically, uh, I didn't like look up the dictionary definition or whatever, but it's like when people take video from video games and then use that to create uh, little like movies or skits or uh, what have yous such as that. Uh, Cops, Skyrim edition, I know we've brought back just as an example. Uh, my favorite example of Machinima is Freeman's Mind, which they friggin' haven't made a new one in like three months, so I'm, I'm upset about that. That is a very good example of a first world problem. No Freeman's Mind Machinima in a couple of months. So he created Red vs. Blue, which is a Halo Machinima. Um, I don't know if I've ever actually seen any of them, just because I'm a PlayStation guy, so I probably uh, figured that uh, machinima that takes place in the Halo universe would not make as much sense to me, so I haven't watched it. But, that being said, uh, he was very, very funny. So, this very, very funny dude sitting down with these two extremely funny girls uh, was a little slice of comedy heaven, so recommend it. Next was Mr. Matt Damon. Wow, that's a, a big celebrity pull, so good on them. He, I think, was there partially for the comedies, but also there to uh, give a little charity-type spiel about his, well, I don't think his, charity water.org, water.org, which uh, apparently is trying to get clean drinking water to the masses, which uh, we can all agree is a good thing. Yes. In this one in particular, but in the other ones as well, uh, they definitely turn on the charm, uh, Milana and Stevie, and amplify, amplify, amplify. They definitely amplify the uh, flirting a little bit, which uh, I found amusing. So good stuff. Again, last but certainly not least is at least uh, no. We're not rating. We're not rating things other than to say um, I give these. Two girls and their web series five out of five. Huh? That's a rating. Uh, the last one was with Mr. B.J. Novak. B.J. Novak, you may know, and I hope you do know, is well. Wait, is he the creator of creator, head writer, something, producer, director? What is he? Shit. That's why maybe podcasts and podcasters who do the podcast from in front of a computer where they can uh, look things up may have a slight advantage of me driving in a car. However, he is one of those things uh, in the television show The Office, yay, which uh, if you're following along with this podcast, you will know the missus and I are uh, chugging along, going to probably move into season eight this weekend, so that's exciting. This particular one amped up the awkwardness. That's another thing the these uh, these girls seem very good at, is the awkwardness. Which, the, the awkward pause, the awkward situation, seems to pop up much more in comedy today than it did, you know, 
even four or five years ago, say. Am I imagining that? I'll tell you what you could do. If you agree or disagree, you can email me to the email address provided in the closing credits, because that's what I like to call audience participation. Uh, they joked around about... They joked around about... What? Uh, they joked around about... <laughs> why does that sound weird? Uh, how he is a virgin? The reason I liked that part of it was because uh, it was awkward to the degree that I could not tell if he was joking or not. So, uh, BJ Novak may in fact be a virgin, and I may be saying that and be totally out of line. I, I really, I cannot tell. And I like that fact, that I don't know. So, let's leave them behind for another item from the internet. Just to say, check them out. Next we have, looks like we have two of our, one of our favorites. We're going to talk about a little, little Vsauce. Michael here. No, I'm not Michael. Vsauce, the amalgamation of entertainment and education. Love it. He does it, uh, you know what, I think he does it the best. Out of any educational stuff I bring back here, I think uh, my the Vsauces are my favorites. Uh, his first one I brought back here is, Should You Eat Yourself? <laughs> I think maybe that's why. It's his friggin' the, the question titles that he picks for his, his, uh, his episodes are, are awesome. I hope uh, you enjoy my titles, because... Sometimes I think they're pretty funny. Meh? Question mark? But should you eat yourself? Um, short answer, no. Sort of the, the, the breakdown of this is like, if you were uh, in a plane crash on a desert island and you had plenty of water but nothing to eat, would it make sense, from a scientific standpoint, you got to underline that, he, he has many things and scientific is among them, from a scientific standpoint, does it make sense to say, cut off your own leg and eat it? Short answer, no. Long answer is because, uh, and this sort of makes sense once you get to think about it, when you, when one uh, goes through sort of an extended period of not eating, you will lose weight. Duh, even. Yeah, that's like, duh. Duh 101. The reason that happens is because your body, body, your bossy, your body is basically eating, um, that's not the scientific way, but basically eating the reserves of your fat. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's a good way to look at it. And your body eating the reserves of fat you have uh, is a way, way more efficient way to use these reserves than your stomach is at processing the, if you were to eat it and processing of that matter into energy uh, a much more inefficient way than the body does uh, on its own. Okay, so uh, what's the takeaway here? Don't eat yourself. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, you, you know what? This one had a, a whole bunch of little point form ones. For example, the Earth's gravity is not the same everywhere on the globe. Fact. Interesting. Um, your head hair will grow for six years... So that question was, why Why is your does your arm hair not grow as long as your head hair? It's not that it doesn't grow the same length, it's that the time period 
in which it grows is not as long. Okay? Uh, if you were to print out um, all of Wikipedia, how much would it weigh? 7,000 pounds. What? That one was, uh, I actually thought it would be more. Just on that topic, uh, I remember hearing once that the internet, how much does it weigh? Uh, maybe it was, maybe that was a Vsauce. No, I don't think it was. Uh, the internet weighs about as much as a strawberry. Um, yeah, I'm getting close to home, so I don't have time to explain that. Uh, so that interesting fact to just throw out and then not explain whatsoever. <laughs> okay, uh, there's, uh, you know what, I had two sauces, but I'm too close to home and I want to get in these last two because they're podcasts. And it wouldn't be fair to podcast if I didn't bring some back on this internet day. It would not. The first was Penn Sunday School. Was it Penn Sunday School? Yeah, yeah, Penn Sunday School with Penn Gillette. Lovely. He had guest Drew Carey. So uh, I thought I'd better bring that one back because I'm a big uh, Drew Carey fan. He's a he's a funny dude. I used to love his show, the uh, Woody, what was it called, um, the Drew Carey Show. Huh. This sort of uh, this talk they had, this talk they had, uh, really sort of uh, showcases why I love podcasts, and I hope you do too. It's just two people sitting down talking for an hour about whatever comes to mind. Uh, you and a lot of people have probably seen interviews with Drew Carey on talk shows where he sat down for five minutes and maybe told a couple jokes, but you never just get to hear people like him sit down and talk about whatever comes to mind. For example, he is a freakishly huge uh, Monopoly fan, the board game Monopoly, not Monopolies of companies, and uh, they got quite heavily into that, and strategies of Monopoly, and the rules, and he was also in the Marines, in the Reserve Marines, and it's just little interesting tidbits and facts like that, that come out in an interview like this, that I'm glad I was there to witness. Yay, podcasts. Huh. Uh, last, let's slip this one in, because it was so friggin' hilarious. Jeff Garland, oh shit. Oh yeah, his podcast call is called Here's the Thing, and he sat down with comedy legend, comedy goddamn titan, Will Ferrell. Uh, I've talked about how funny Jeff Garland is, just super, super quick-witted, so if you can imagine him sitting down in front of an audience and just, again, shooting the shit with Will Ferrell, <laughs> this is one of the few times where uh, Jeff Carlin just, he basically for great chunks of the interview it, um, sort of lost it and, uh, was in hysterical laughter, which I don't blame him because I was too. Goddamn hilarious. Uh, I was going to say some of the shit they talked about, but I don't have time because I'm at home. Uh, let's leave it with just saying one little tidbit that popped up and that is the fact that Christopher Walken um, hates the skit More Cowbell. He told Will Ferrell that it has ruined his life. <laughs> so, you would not know that if it weren't for podcasts. So thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you just in general for being you. And I love you, and it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Libro Cube would love to hear from you. 
If for any reason you would like to contact us you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Live long and prosper